Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. Lifetime value of a client. Do you understand the principles of the lost leader and this lifetime value thing? Well, this story and lesson will teach them to you for sure. This is a story that will cost a cleaning supplier a lot of money. First of all, I hope you all know me by now. I am not vindictive. I did not have a bad experience with the company that I'm referencing. However, I chose to do my three stars out of five review to the world instead of on their Google page because it will illustrate a vital lesson on the lifetime value of a client and the power of a lost leader. I purchased my Mosquito Carbon Light Vacuum Cleaner from my friend Joshua Bernstein, owner of Sawgrass Cleaning Solutions out of Boynton Beach, Florida. Joshua is an authorized distributor for Mosquito Vacuum Company, which he does as a side hustle. And from what he's told me, he will be opening up a supplier vacuum store so we can sell more vacuums and equipment for vacuums outside of the Mosquito Company. I think it's an awesome thing for him to do, and he's got a great name. So he'll go from a side hustle to a full-blown second business, so I want to support him. And I've placed his current Sawgrass Cleaning Solutions business link in the show notes, and I'll give an update on a future podcast and on my website for affiliates of his new website when it is up and running. In this story, however, I chose to not go with Joshua, who I have trust and experience with. My mosquito vacuum cleaner has a uniquely designed tapered hose from three inches down to one and a half inches to maximize power and flow from my 160 cubic feet per minute motor. Yeah, power and flow. I love it. That's nerd talk for vacuum nerds, but it means my vacuum really sucks. All of my hoses start to wear down after two years. This has happened in all of my previous backpack vacuums. They seem to tear between the ribs on the hose. And so I have to cut a piece off by pulling out my pocket knife and slicing off an inch or two. This particular hose has already been cut about a dozen times to the point where it's barely long enough to vacuum with. I put off ordering a new part from Josh as he told me the replacement part was $100 with shipping. Now, I knew this was a good vacuum cleaner and it wasn't cheap brand new, but even the parts are expensive. I guess it's like a Porsche or a Mercedes of vacuum cleaners because even the replacement parts are expensive. When I could wait no longer, I did a Google search to see if I could get the part cheaper anywhere else. There were a few at $100, but there was also one at $45, which ranked high on Google SEO. In other words, this company that I found had the part that I needed at a great price, and they had SEO on it because it showed up on page one of Google. The supplier... Salomon Supplies out of Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, seemed like a pretty reputable company. I researched them, found the part that I needed. I felt comfortable. The picture was correct for the part I needed. It had the right 
part number per the manufacturer. I did my homework, did my research. The company looked great. It was the right part. And there it was on the website, 45 bucks. Awesome. I told Josh about this great price and he was a little skeptical. He said, you know what? Good luck. I hope it works out for you. Oh, great. Thanks a lot, Josh. But of course he understood and knew that I had to at least try it. I mean, that's 45 bucks. I could get two of them for under $100 and I was going to. I think Josh knew that I would be calling him back, but I will still tell the full story because it serves as a valuable lesson. I ordered the part. Yay. To the credit of the company, they contacted me the next day via email, and they were very kind and cordial in their replies. They received the order, but soon realized that they had the two parts mixed up on their website. My vacuum has two hoses. There's a basic one and a three inch to one and a half inch tapered amazing one, okay? They had two. Unfortunately for them, they had an error on their website. They had the picture of the good one that I wanted at the price of the one that I didn't want. So in the email, when they contacted me, they said, I'm sorry, but we made a mistake. We can't fulfill this order. Would you like to buy the lesser part for the $45 or do you want to pay the full $90 for the other part? Again, it was a very kind and cordial email and I'm sure they thought this was good business. Now let me intercede and let's have a discussion, shall we? Pull up a chair if you're cleaning, pull up a vacuum and a hose, how's that? I know what you might be thinking. Where is the problem with this, Ken? Why would you give the company a three-star review to your podcast audience? Here's why. I replied in my email back that I want the part that I ordered on the website. It wasn't the customer's fault that the supplier made the mistake and the company should do two things. And this is what I wrote in an email. Number one, honor the mistake to retain the customer long-term. Number two, fix the error on the website. They did not want to do that and made this claim in their email back to me. Ken, if we did that, We'd lose money, and we can't be in business if we lose money. This is a typical answer that would get by most consumers. But not me, and not you. You are a savvy audience. Let's break this down. They are a large company with hundreds of products they supply to cleaning companies. This mistake is remote and probably occurs once per month or once per year. How did I find this error? They have paid to get excellent Google SEO, and my search for the part showed Salamone on page one. In other words, because their part that I was looking for with the picture and the right part number was priced wrong, which isn't my fault, that showed up on the Google search, and it's how I ever even found their company. I would have never known about them. I would have continued to buy through the places I already buy, but their company came up it had a reputable history and track record. I thought, wow, this is a great price. But was it? I didn't know it was an error. I was shopping around. I found a great deal and I seized on the opportunity to take the great deal. This supplier had the opportunity to gain my trust by acknowledging their mistake and giving me the part at half price. Remember, it's a $90 part and it was on 
the website for $45. That's the one that I bought. But Ken, they would lose money, like the customer service rep said, and we don't want companies to lose money and go out of business. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Savvy audience member, I'm glad that you said that. Let's do the math on the lost leader. Oh, do you know what that is? It's something that gets a customer in the doors of the company. The company knowingly loses money and sells this loss leader for scraps. Once they get you in the door from this loss leader, now they sell you other things in the store at full price and at great profit. They make a marketing decision to lose money on some things to make a lot more money on others. That's what a loss leader is. Although they did not plan this vacuum hose to be a loss leader, by making the error and pricing it at half price made it a loss leader had they seen it the way that I see it. They could have sold me the part that I purchased from their website at the price they advertised for $45. I probably would have tried to get two or three, in which case they would have made more money from me. Lost leaders getting me in the door. I may have taken some or all of my future vacuum or other cleaning supply needs to Salamoon Supplies. This could have earned me as a lifelong customer. In other words, what would have been the lifetime value of me as a customer had they just honored the error that they made? How about this? I'm sharing this story on a podcast that has been listened to over 25,000 times in just over a year. This particular episode could be heard thousands or tens of thousands of times by cleaning companies. Add to this that I am active in cleaning groups on social media. I also am networked heavily with other cleaning leaders and influencers. Now, I'm not looking to badmouth a company. Salomon Suppliers in Wisconsin They're a good, reputable company with a great track record. I'm not speaking poorly of the company. And they did try to give me good customer service. I'm not upset with them. I also know because the customer service rep told me that they're a Christian company. I'm a Christian company. And honestly, I'm a little disappointed in their short-term thinking. I don't want to have to call another Christian company out. But in this particular situation, it serves as a great lesson. Let's play out some numbers. What if my sphere of influence from this podcast and other influencers that I know, I know thousands of cleaning company owners, indirectly and directly. What if I had had a good experience here, a five-star experience, and in that five-star experience, they owned their error and took the $45 loss, counted the stupid vacuum hose as a loss leader, I would have bought more vacuum hoses. I probably would have paid full price. They would have gotten me as a client. I would have promoted it with a positive ripple to all the other cleaners I know. Imagine if $10 million cleaning companies started shopping with Salamone suppliers. Now, the average cleaning company probably invests about 5% of their revenue back into cleaning and vacuum supplies. What if these $10 million companies that I referred each 
only invested 10% of their total annual cleaning and vacuum supply expenses with Salomon suppliers. Listen to these numbers. Salomon would have earned $50,000 in new revenue in just year one alone if those 10 companies continued this meager investment of only 0.5% of their overall revenues into cleaning and vacuum supplies with Salomon, check this out, Salomon would have earned $1 million in new revenue over 20 years of doing business with just these 10 companies. And this only spirals outward if you add 10 more and then 10 more. And then what about me? So thus, the company thought small to save $45 in order to lose $1 million long term? Now, would it be $1 million? Maybe. Maybe not. What if it only turned out to be $500 that they lost? It's not a good trade. The short-term thinking of losing or saving $45 by saying no to me from what they should have honored because the promise was on the website, $45 for this product, and they had an error, which wasn't my fault. They chose not to honor it, and it costs them a lot more than the lost revenue on that one part. Again, I'm not upset with the company. I'm just sharing a point. Let's wrap this up. So I want you to keep this story in mind. For your own business, you will make mistakes in your customer service or sales process, and you're going to underquote a job or two or 10. (laughs) I'm telling you, you're going to do it. I want you to do this. I don't want you to tell the customer, oh, I made a mistake. It's really not going to be $50. It's going to be $200. I don't want you to do that. I want you to eat that loss as the trust you gain from the client the positive ripples you create, and the lesson you learn in proper quoting is worth the short-term loss. I'm going to repeat that. Eat that loss because the trust you gain from the client, the positive ripples you create, and the lesson you learn in proper quoting is worth the short-term loss. You will gain big long-term. Trust me. When you mess up a quote with a client, they know it. Hmm, this probably should cost a lot more than 25 bucks. What happened? I mean, that's a ridiculous example, but I've done ones where I thought $250 and it was a $750 job. And I spent countless hours above and beyond what I should have, but I made the promise, I honored the promise, and then I corrected it. I learned a valuable lesson. I never did it again. But the client, here's what they do. They feel bad, and they threw in like a $100 tip. Now, it doesn't make up what I lost, but that client also referred me in the future knowing that I was a person of integrity, and they could trust me. They saw that I did a great job, and it'll be the same for you. Sure, there are some bad players out there, and they will take advantage of you when you underquote. They won't tip you, and they'll try and get you to come back because you're the cheap person. Don't fall for that. Don't ever work for them again. However, the great majority of people are good and they will realize your mistake. They will give you probably a big tip with a smile and they'll hire you again at the right price. And you will gain a lifetime client or two or 10. And so the lesson here is that the lifetime value of a customer is a long-term thought process. And it has the potential in the Salomon supplier case with me of being a $1 million revenue over the next 20 years. 
But the short-term thinking of I want to save 45 bucks because I made an error on my website, that error, short-term thinking, the way they handled it, although it wasn't like they had bad customer service, but the way they handled it was bad mindset and bad business for them. So now, do you understand why I'm giving a podcast three-star review out of five for this supplier? If you do, you get the concept of the lost leader and the lifetime value of a customer. I congratulate you if you do. If you don't, just go back and listen to the episode again. And by the way, I canceled the order with Salamoon and I placed my order with my friend Josh. Thank you for listening to my rant. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>